Thanks. Wow. I did not know it was your first guest. So this is, ex is exciting for me too. I hope I don't disappoint you. Sure. So like, um, like you said, I had no clue what a support education uh, counselor was. And um, I actually didn't until later in my career. So um, I actually started um, my bachelor's degree. I actually got a degree in sociology, but um, I knew I wanted to work in social services. So I was able to do a minor in that. And, and um, so right after I graduated, um, I actually got a job right away. I thought I might have the summer off, but I didn't. And I started to work at a partial care and um, basically what that is, is like a, it's like an outpatient facility where people with uh, psychiatric diagnoses go and they attend groups. And um, I remember um, a supported employment counselor coming in. Basically what, what that person does is help people find jobs. And um, it looked so fun uh, because they got to take the, the people out and, and apply to jobs. Uh, I always saw the people leaving in suits and I thought, wow, that sounds, that sounds really fun. So um, I actually applied to an agency, the one that you were referring to, and uh, I received a job as a supported employment counselor. Um, and through that, I learned about supported education, and I actually realized that that's where my heart uh, actually was, uh, helping students with a psychiatric disability uh, pursue their post-secondary education. So that's how I'm here, and uh, it actually led me to get my master's degree um, in rehabilitation counseling. So um, that's my, my journey as of now, and I'm very happy with it. So uh, all together uh, with the, the career service department, because um, I was always doing a little bit of support education, probably five, actually five years. This month is five years I've been doing it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. So um, once you've located a place that provides supported education services, uh, you probably give the office a call and they would set you up with uh, an information session with one of the counselors, typically it's a lead counselor. That person would come to you because we're a mobile outreach uh, service. They would come to you, maybe on, they'd meet you on campus or at a library, a cafe, and that person would give you an information session. And basically what that is, is they'll explain to you um, basically everything you would, you would need to know about support education services and one, what to expect. Uh, and they might also, and they do, also uh, learn a lot about you. So they might ask you about um, your major, your interests, um, your maybe previous attempts at school, and 
based on your answers and if you're interested in pursuing supported education services, then you would be linked with a counselor. And usually that means um, that we, we, we typically try to match people based on the requests of the student. So let's say the person prefers to work with males or prefers to work with females. Uh, we take that into account. And then we match people up based on personalities, uh, the skills of the counselor, um, and also the, uh, the area that the, the person works. So for me, I work in um, New Jersey, Middlesex, Union County primarily. So. No. Um, and I mean, technically, we're not really affiliated with any colleges, which could be a, um, a good thing, because if you sign up with us um, and you decide not to uh, disclose on campus that you have a disability, um, the, the college never has to know. So um, like I said before, we're mobile outreach. We do have a, a central office, but I'm actually never in the office. I live out of my car. It's scary in there. Um, and I'm just on a like hour to hour basis at you know, several different schools a day. So, um, and it depends where that person would want to meet. So if they want to meet on campus, wonderful. It's especially good for students who maybe live on campus and they don't have a car. So, you know, we meet at the cafeteria or something like that. Um, but if you'd rather not, you'd rather meet at a cafe down the street, we could do that too. Okay, so, so you're basically asking me what, what the services look like once the person's linked. Yeah, so um, it's very, very individualized. So what I would be doing with someone at my 10 a.m. appointment might look totally different from what I'm doing on my 2 o'clock appointment. Um, supported education um, uses the choose, get, keep model. And um, maybe I'll explain that a little bit step by step. So. So the, the choose part of the choose, get, keep model, actually choose, get, keep, leave model. Um, so the, the choose would, would, would be more of the um, exploration phase. Let's say you're right out of high school, you're 18 years old, and you, you don't know too much about the careers that are, um, that are available out there. So we would, help, uh, we would help you in exploring some of these careers. We would do that by giving you career assessments, um, doing some information sessions and informational interviews with professionals in the field that maybe you have an interest in. Um, and, um, you know, the exploration process is, is actually pretty fun for me. Um, I've actually done some informational interviews at some really interesting places. One of my students wanted to look into being a funeral director. So we went to a funeral home and spoke to a funeral director um, and just, yeah, just the other week someone was interested in um, being a baker. Uh, so she wanted to go to culinary school, and I actually have a friend who worked uh, on uh, Carlos Bakery, that, that like really big bakery chain, it's like on a reality TV show. I was able to link her to someone that works there, and so she was able to, to meet and speak with someone um, who is a very, very professional baker. So um, that's what the explore part looks like. Um, 
also ex exploring the schools that you might be interested in. Um, and also in terms of getting into school, we would help you with the application process, the financial aid process, um, and anything that, that goes in, into that. Um, also maybe visiting the schools, going to some open houses. And then the key process is usually where the bulk of, of my work goes into. We assist with uh, resource development, um, uh, managing symptoms. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. So um, let's say uh, you're new to the campus or, I don't know, maybe you've been there for two years and, and you don't really know what's available to you on the campus. Uh, we would help in and helping you understand what the different parts of the campus look like, um, like what the Disability Center does and how they can help, what, um, uh, let's say you're a, a commuter. A lot of times they have uh, like a, a commuter group on campus. Um, let's, say, let's say you want to join some groups, we would help you link to those groups. Uh, tutoring centers, we help link with, with that. And, and also, let's say you're not linked with a psychiatrist or a therapist as of yet, we could also help you look into that as well. A lot of times we know some good uh, professionals in, in the areas that we work in, so we can help link. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And being and working in this field for five years, um, I mean, I, I do know probably at least one person from each of the departments, uh, even at Rutgers, which is such a big school. You know, I know people at the Counseling Center and the Disabilities Office, the Tutoring Center. So uh, we have some good connects that we can link, link you to if you need it. And uh, yeah, okay. sorry, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, we meet with people kind of as, as much or as little as they want, but along with the resource development, um, a big part of what we do is helping people develop their executive functioning skills. And I'm sure you maybe mentioned that, what, what that is, but yeah. <laughs> so, so, and, and so basically what that, what that means is, is we really help people manage their time so um, manage their time, break down tasks, um, just so that they can enjoy school and so that, the, so that they can uh, kind of develop this vocational maturity that they're going to need for, throughout the rest of their lives uh, so that they are successful, successful in school. So sometimes I'll meet with someone on a Monday and we'll look at the week ahead and we'll print out a blank weekly schedule and we'll just kind of plug in everything that's due 
and also at the same time plug in when they might have some time to do that. And we always make sure to plug in time for 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 fun. So if they need if they have a party that they need to go to on a Tuesday night, we plug that in. If they if they want to meet with their girlfriend at 10 a.m. for breakfast, we plug that in too. So um, I guess it's all about balance, and we can, we we always consider that when we're helping people manage their time. So. Right, that's such a good question, and I can't believe I didn't um, I didn't mention it before. <laughs> so each semester, we actually uh, meet with all of our students, and we do a goal plan. I think that this is such an important part of the process. Uh, each semester, we outline the goals that the person has for themselves for the semester. So whether that is I want to join a club, whether that is I want to manage my time effectively, um, maybe. I would like to apply to a part-time job. Uh, we'll maybe pick like, well, I guess however many goals you'd like, but we might want to get, not get um, get too high up there with, with the amount of goals. But so we pick a few goals, we break them down into steps, and that basically is the map that we use throughout throughout the semester. And we often look back to it to see how we're doing, and then at the end of each semester, we review the goal plan to see how we did. If some of those strategies didn't work, uh, maybe we will tweak them or just remove them from the goal plan and, and try something new. Um, so the goal, the goal plan part of, of this process is extremely important because if there's no goal in mind, you know, what, what are we working towards? Absolutely. Right, right. I mean, I have students who, um, you know, they might be super confident about the semester and they say, my, my main goal for the semester is I want to get four A's in my class, my fall 2015 semester classes. And, and, you know, so we'll outline that. But then just yesterday I had someone who was like, you know what, I've, I've had a rough year. I just want to pass my three classes. And that's okay too. So whatever your goal is, we, we discuss it. We discuss ways to, to get to that 
that goal at the end of the semester. And I mean, I know maybe, maybe, um, you know, creating these goals for yourself kind of could sound maybe a little cheesy um, because, you know, I can do it, you know, like you said, like I, I have this, I got this, um, the goal is to pass, but uh, it, it really does help to have someone that you can text when, you know, you want to give up um, or you can call or, or you can meet with basically anytime you need to just really help you um, just keep that motivation going because it's so easy to fall behind. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the leave portion, people always have questions about, like, you know, aren't, aren't I failing if, if, if school just doesn't work out for me? But, but actually, no. I mean, leave can also mean graduation for us. But, I mean, it also means that, you know, maybe we have a lot on our plate one year. There's a lot going on at home. Our symptoms are especially present. And we might need to take a leave of absence for a semester or for a year. So instead of just dropping our classes um, or, or leaving in the middle of semester and maybe just getting a bunch of Fs, we would help you in uh, maybe requesting an incomplete for these courses. That way you have a chance to um, maybe finish the course um, at a later time. So. Uh, sometimes with incompletes, uh, it depends on the professor in the school, but, but you could have an extra semester to finish up the, whatever um, what was remaining for that semester. Um, and let's say, you know, let's say you, you finish up the semester and you didn't do so hot, but you do want to take a leave, we would help you, uh, we would help you navigate through the, the process of that, whether that's through, uh, through documentation, um, tying up loose ends with financial aid, um, and then linking you maybe to something back at home that you can uh, attend like a partial care or, or a counseling center that, that you can kind of go ahead and, and take care of some things while you're not in school. And the great thing about support education is you can come back at any time. So um, I have people that I haven't seen in two years and they're back and they're, and they're really ready to go back to school. So leaving is nothing to be embarrassed or upset about. I've had to drop classes in the past and, and I've had to take leaves of absences in the past. And, um, you know, I'm happy I did because I was able to salvage my financial aid and um, my GPA. Yeah, I think I think absolutely. I think once you once you've linked yourself to some some resources on campus, and you and you actually create uh, you actually put some people in your in your corner, like the disabilities office or the counseling office. 
when when you're communicating with these people, they see that that you have a vested interest in school, and so that when you are considering um, leaving, um, you're not just doing it on a whim. You've made this decision. They've seen that you've maybe worked hard prior semesters, so maybe they're more likely to to assist you in that. And and sometimes they can get involved and speak with professors as well. So it's good to have as many people in your corner as you can. And through resource development, it's it's it makes it a lot easier. So um, yeah, so that so that really depends. Um, again, the, the the great thing about sport education services is that it's very individualized. So if you're the type of person who uh, wants to meet once a month for just a maintenance type thing, we could do that. Uh, I have some people I've been working with for a few years that maybe just need once a semester, but. Um, more often than not, I meet with people uh, weekly or bi-weekly, and some people I actually meet with twice a week. So um, if you had a high level of, of need, um, maybe for a semester, I, I would meet with that person maybe twice a week for an hour each, sometimes two hours. Uh, I mean, sometimes I'm spending a whole day with someone if we need to, to get like financial aid stuff squared away before the semester, because I think everyone knows what those lines look like. Um, so... It's great. It's so individualized. So we really give as much or as little as you need. So maybe don't expect for us to meet with you every day. But if you, if if there's a week where you need to meet twice, you know, that's that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right, right. So imagine, I don't know if anyone has a, sees a counselor or therapist, so imagine their cost per hour. Uh, so we definitely, we, we don't charge anything, um, which is amazing. We are grant funded, so you don't have to pay a dime. Um, you don't even have to buy us a coffee. Uh, if people try, but uh, we, we do, <laughs> we deny. But no, it's free of cost. So if you're the type of person that needs once a semester or if you're the type of person that needs uh, twice a week, it's no cost to you, which makes it uh, even more amazing. I wish I could, I, I really do wish that when I was in school, I had a education specialist, I kid you not, I really could have used one. I think anyone could use a support education uh, counselor. Yes, um, for our agency, there are a few uh, criteria that the person needs to meet. They need to be over the age of 18. Um, they have to have had. They have to have a high school diploma, um, because typically most most colleges or training programs require that. And you need to have a documented psychiatric diagnosis. So whether that's an anxiety disorder, maybe you have OCD, bipolar disorder, 
as long as you can document that you have uh, this disability, you don't even need to be in treatment. Let's say you have the disability, but you're not seeing a therapist. Um, we just need proof that you have it. So the doctor writes it on a script or is able to send over some records. Uh, that's fine. So as long as you have an access, well, I don't know if they call it that anymore, but um, as long as you have a psychiatric disability, like the ones I listed, you're good. I know. Okay, so want want. Uh, unfortunately, it's not everywhere just yet. Um, uh, in New Jersey, there's uh, quite a few agencies that provide this service for people. Outside of New Jersey, it might be a little harder to find. Um, so, I mean, your best bet is to maybe Google supported education services and your state or SED services in the name of your state um, and see what pops up. Uh, maybe a phone number pops up, track, track someone down and see if, see if it's available. It is, um, you know, as a, it's, it's not as popular as maybe even supported employment is or um, you know just the partial cares. Uh, it, there's only a few people that do it in each state. Um, I don't. Maybe in New Jersey, I think there's probably maybe like 12, 12 counselors that do it. So it's it's really um, it, it could be hard to find. But it, it, I would say Google Google, Google the name of your state and uh, support education or SED and see what pops up and hopefully you find something. But it's not ever just yet. So it might not be where you are, unfortunately. Um, I think, um, I think you might, yeah, I think especially maybe if, if you, most, I would say all states have supported employment services. So even if you just start there, um, they usually are, we work very closely with supported employment, um, agencies and, and departments. So even if you started there, they might be able to help you and maybe they can even do some, some general help with you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, we were talking about this before, but 
but let's say there is nothing in your in your area that mirrors what we're what we're talking about. Uh, but you do have a, a therapist. Um, maybe you can even work with them to assist you in understanding what your your educational goal is, and and maybe they can help you in, in maybe doing some of the same things that I do with you during your weekly meeting. So I actually have someone who uh, I meet with. She's She has a lot of uh, needs at this point. So I meet with her once or twice a week. And she also has a therapist that she meets with twice a week. And I, I've actually known the therapist before, but uh, she, she knows how important this goal is. And uh, so at the beginning of each meeting that she has with her, they actually do discuss school and they do discuss breaking down tasks and they do discuss where she's at and meeting those weekly goals that she has. So um, even if you want to make that a part of the, the therapy goal that you have with your counselor, your general counselor, I think that can make a lot of sense. And, and even if you, um, you know, another idea is to, to go on campus and, and talk to the counselors there. Um, a lot of times, if you're a full-time student, they offer like sometimes like a few free sessions. Maybe you can utilize that those counseling sessions uh, as, a, as an educational, uh, kind of like an educational goal attainment session. Yeah. Um, you know, I would probably say that as soon as you start to notice that you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe you don't even have a diagnosis just yet, um, I would say get, get the help immediately. Um, I think you, maybe you've talked about this before, but the age of onset for psychiatric disabilities is often late teens, early 20s, and that coincides with, with college, the college years for a typical student. So, um, so getting a diagnosis and at the same time making that big transition into school, it, it can really be a lot. So as soon as you notice that maybe something is off or that you're feeling uh, maybe more overwhelmed than, than usual, I would say get the help because I see this so often where people, maybe before they, they found out about our services, um, they tried school and they started to feel symptoms or they started to feel overwhelmed and they had to drop out and now their financial aid is really messed up. Their GPA is very low, and, and, and they might need to, to like, you know, do an appeal just to get back into the school. So to avoid that, I would say get help as early as you can. It can't hurt, um, and it can really save you a lot of money and a lot of aggravation in the long run. And I would say if you, know, if you do, aside from that, if, um, if you don't have the services in your area, I would say just uh, maybe on your own, really try to work on the um, executive functioning uh, development yourself. So whether that is getting into the swing of and the pattern of making to-do lists and utilizing your phone's calendar, breaking down tasks, um, you'll really thank yourself in a few years when you're in the workplace and you have to do these things anyways. So I would say um, early treatment or early support and um, you know some of these things you can do on your own like uh, 
like time management stuff. So if you can, if you can get help early, and then um, if the services aren't available to you, uh, work on some of the time management. I think you'll be good. Thank you so much.